Hello, everybody. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. This is not a lighthearted topic today. But it's not like a topic that I'm particularly extremely sad about. But it is something serious that happened to me in my life. So this is not like no laughing matter or nothing. Of course, like I mentioned in my previous episode, I am the type of person that, you know, tries to add comedy to like, all of my traumatic events to make it less sad because I don't want to dim the mood I don't want to darken the mood and then people just sitting there listening to some dark ass shit so throughout the entirety of this story even though it was a terrifying ass story I am going to be very lighthearted about it and if that's something that bothers you then yeah this episode is not gonna be for you my boy <laughs> but other than that hello and welcome to the honest leo podcast with your girl miss lolita jane and we are here today we are gathered here today let me stop we are here today for episode three which is my 2014 near-death experience now before this near-death experience because of the fact that it's health related we gotta go a little bit back in time not too far back just a year prior to when it happened <laughs> so Let's take it back to January of 2013. What a horrible moment for me. <laughs> I lost my beloved grandmother that month. Yes, she died January 19th, 2013. And I attended her funeral January 26, 2013. So not even a few days after I attended her funeral, right? Um... I've, I was getting these really bad headaches. I'm like, damn, my head hurt. No matter how much fucking Advil, Aleve, Tylenol, I was taking all of them, okay? <laughs> no matter how much of them I was taking, like, it would subdue the headache, like, a little bit. Kind of calm it down a little bit, but it was still a pretty much a raging headache. So I told my mom about this problem. I'm like, yo, mommy, you know, my head hurts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My head hurts. And she's like, okay, um, tomorrow morning, I'll take you to the doctors. You'll go to school late, a little bit late that day, but um, I'm just going to take you to the doctors to see what's going on. So I remember the morning, I think it was January 28th, 2013. Oh my God. I got woken up. I got woken up. Wait, hold on for a second. I got woken up by a raging headache. This headache was like no other. I'm like, okay, um, shit, hold on. <laughs> I was getting up out the bed and then everything was just like woozy. Like, I don't know how to, like shit was moving from side to side. I'm like, and then my vision was kind of blurry and I was like, hold on. I need to go to the doctor. I mean, not the doctor. <laughs> I need to go to the medicine cabinet and look for some shit. I took two Tylenols. I don't usually take two aspirins at once because, you know, I was a minor at around that time. I was really young. I was um, 16, about to be 17. So I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm just like going to take two Tylenols and then, you know, because I got to go to the because I'm going to go to the doctor anyway. So hopefully they'll be able to figure out what's wrong with me and why I've been having these headaches. I take two Tylenols and bitch, the headache laughed at them fucking Tylenols. <laughs> The headache was like, bitch, huh? you thought you could have did something? 
I'm telling you, those two Tylenols didn't do not a fuck thing for my headache. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> so I rushed to my mom's room, right? I'm like, mommy, I took two Tylenols. My head is still pounding. I can't take it. And she's like, oh, well, we're going to go to the doctor anyway. I'm like, no, take me to the ER. I can't take it. My head is killing me. And then, you know, my mom, <laughs> you know, my mom is a pretty jumpy person when you wake her up out of her sleep, especially for some terif terrifying ass shit. So I'm like, yeah, just take me to the ER because I, I can't do this. Like, I don't think a regular doc, I, I don't think I need to go to a regular doctor at this point for with the way this headache feels right now. This is not going to work. <laughs> So she's like, okay, okay. She she quickly jump out of bed. She put her clothes on. I put my clothes on. I remember I wore these little khaki shorts, and it was like a like a a, a black sweater. You know what I'm saying? A black wool sweater. And then not that that matters, anyways, child. I just remember too much details of shit. I I swear, like <laughs> I don't know what kind of brain I got, <laughs> bro. I think my brain is like a. a a 13 terabyte hard drive because how the fuck I remember all these little details but I can't even remember what I ate last week though but that's the size of the point anyway so she puts her clothes on I put my clothes on and we rush downstairs to go to the car and she rushes me to the emergency room and then we tell them what's going on and then luckily the emergency room was like empty as hell right so I could just see a doctor immediately so of course they take my vital signs shit like that asking me questions like that and then I'm sitting there waiting in the emergency room. I'm not in the emergency room. They put me in a in a room and shit. And then they tell me to um switch into my uh, hospital gown um, like they usually do, child. I don't know. Not all the time I had to do shit like that. But, you know. And then I was pretty much talking to them, telling them, like, I had, like, for the past week, I've been having a raging headache. I don't know what's going on. I hope it's not something too serious. And so, okay, they, they basically trying to figure out what kind of, what kind of test they got to give me. So they withdrew some blood, you know, did some blood work, um, took a pregnancy test for some strange reason. I don't know. <laughs> I guess they do that with all child, with people who are childbearing age at dark. I didn't understand why I was taking a pregnancy test for a headache, but okay. I guess that's what they just do like at the hospital when you're like at a childbearing age, they just automatically make you take a pregnancy test. Which obviously came out negative, because what the fuck? <laughs> so anyway, um, took a pregnancy test, um, did blood work, um, gave me an x-ray for some reason. <laughs> I mean, let me stop, let me stop. I understand, like, they take x-rays on your head for, like, different reasons, but, like, at the time, right, I was young. Okay, I was in high school, so I thought they took x-rays to see if any if any objects got inside your head. Like, I know, it's stupid, right? So, and then they, you know, did a CAT scan on me and st that type of thing, and I'm over here praying to God it's not a brain tumor. And then I waited about, I think it was two hours for the results to come back. I don't know why I waited that long. I think it was like two... It felt like an eternity. I was just sitting there waiting for my results, and I was so anxious. They gave me nice little hospital snacks. Like, I don't usually like hospital food, but that shit was, it, it, it bust. <laughs> they gave me these graham crackers with these little, um, it was like this little frozen slush, like, 
you know the little peaches they used to serve in elementary school like it, it was like frozen slushy peaches that that shit tastes good and some cranberry juice so i'm like you know eating a little bit you know what i'm saying and my mom was basically she you know she kept asking me if i was all right and i'm like yeah you know my head's still hurting and they they gave me some um i think some you know medical strength like you know aspirin to relieve my headache and shit and then you know i you know i I was you know the headache was subdued i i I still felt the remnants of the headache (laughs) but it wasn't as bad as it was when i woke up that morning so i think that's just what i needed you know i think it was motrin or codeine they gave me i don't know i don't remember um but yeah you know i was just sitting there chilling you know a nurse came in to check on me every couple minutes you know just to make sure everything's okay so um they came back with my results and they said Lynn, you are severely anemic. You need to get a blood transfusion now. We checked all your test results. Everything came out came back great, but it's just that your hemoglobin count is really low. Since this is an adult hospital, we can't perform this on you because you are a minor, but you need to go to the nearest children's hospital. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, bruh. What the fuck kind of sisters that make? So, let me get this straight. <laughs> so, I I'm in I'm severely anemic at the time, right? At the time, my hemoglobin was at like six point eight, and instead of giving me care, what what the fuck? First of all, what the fuck? I never understood why hospitals was like this is an adult only hospital, cause I, I later on in the story we gonna get to it. I dealt with the same situation. But I'm going to get to it, though. We're going we gonna to get to that. But I'm like, I never understood. So it's like, okay, you're supposed to be providing care for people. Like, under, like you know, by law, they still have to take care of you, right? Regardless of your age. They can't just turn you away because you're not an adult. But they couldn't perform certain shit on me because I was a minor. Anyway, <laughs> not all hospitals are like that though but it's like certain hospitals and it's just so fucking weird like i just don't understand it but anyway i get i don't know it, it just if you're in the healthcare field if you work in in the medical field please explain that to me because i don't comprehend it like at all it never made sense to me so i'm like all right you know and then that's when they they give you like follow-up instructions and so they recommended this follow-up doctor for me to go to to basically arrange like you know a blood transfusion right long story short i never followed up (laughs) and i would be paying for this mistake big time as the story continues because trust me this is just the tip of the iceberg (laughs) things will get far more far more worse and i would regret the decision to not go for that blood transfusion so if you're listening to this story, this story is also a lesson to be learned from me and my mistakes. If you are having problems, if you are having anemia, please take that shit seriously. No, all jokes aside, this is going to be the only serious bit of the story where I'm going to be serious as fuck. No laughing, no jokes, nothing. If you are suffering from anemia, because people like to make these quirky jokes like, oh, I'm anemic. Please take that shit seriously. Go to the doctor's. Go to the hospital, please. That shit is not a joke. And I will get to that further on in the story because I wish I would have took this shit seriously. It's not quirky. It's not a joke. Go seek a medical professional, please. So anyways, continuing on with the story. 
so they prescribed me some uh iron tablets and stuff so i went to Publix to go pick up my prescription and stuff so i was taking it and then after like maybe a a couple months i stopped taking it another thing <laughs> that i regret that i did because i'm like why in the world would i do that i stopped taking my iron tablets and it prescribed me a good amount too so that that am the amount they prescribed me should have lasted me for at least six months but for some strange reason i stopped taking my iron tablets because it was just becoming way too much of a chore for me and i hate popping pills <laughs> like this is why I'm the type of person, like, I would never do drugs because I don't like pills. Like, even when I take my multivitamins, they have to be gummies. Like, I'm that childish. <laughs> like, I'm that childish. I don't do pills. At all. Not at all. Not a chance in hell. So, continuing on, right? The year passed by, I'm just living my life like it's gold and living my life. <laughs> all of a sudden, Christmas of 2013, right? I just jolt awake in my sleep. My chest, I don't know how, to this day, I really don't really know how to put it in words and how to describe it. It felt like my chest was sinking. And it and it was like slight pain, but the pain was not like enough for me to be like, oh! <laughs> like heart attack type shit. It was like a faint type of pain. Like the pain was there, but it wasn't like, oh! Like <laughs> heart attack type shit, like where I'd be like, <laughs> like, like having to go to the hospital like it wasn't like emergency room type situation but I jolted awake and I felt like I was sinking like I don't know how to describe it like it's so weird to put it in words like but and then I was I was on a really thick ass mattress right so this was like a thick grade like good grade mattress this was not like no mattress that was like you know sinking and it was old no this was a this mattress was pretty new. It was not at my house though. Um, but this never happened to me before. That's the thing I'm trying to tell y'all. I've never felt like I was sinking. Not even when my mattress got old and then I had to replace it because the springs was like becoming like weak and shit. Not even then was I sinking. So I knew this was like a weird phenomenon I was going through. So this is the best way I could describe it because literally the way I was feeling literally cannot be put in words. Like I literally don't know how to put it in a way where people could understand how I was feeling. But when I was laying down, it literally felt like a hand was like grabbing my, grabbing my torso and just like, and my torso was like caving in and then, and then my heart was like super close to my rib cage. <laughs> it sounds like a weird description, but that's the best way I could come up with to put it in words because the feeling was just so weird, bruh. So I felt like I was sinking and then I felt a faint pain in my chest and then I was just like, I, I was I was doing labored breathing on purpose because I didn't know how to get rid of this feeling because it was just so, I was just in such discomfort. Like, I was like, and I was just trying to like, I, I did that on purpose though. It was not like my breathing became labored, but. I really was trying to like come up to a resolution for this problem because it was I just felt so uncomfortable and then I'm like I was about to tell my mom but I'm like nah I'm not gonna tell my mom because it's like you know and a bunch of other people that was in the house at the time you know it was, it was the holidays so I was at somebody else's house so 
I'm like, whatever. I just shook it off, and then um, I made some chamomile tea to go to sleep. So I, I, I just went upstairs to the kitchen and, and made some chamomile tea to go to sleep. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to make some chamomile tea, whatever. And then that was that, right? Bruh. <laughs> in January 2014, right? I just kept waking up in my sleep, bruh. I don't understand. Like, it, it was just a sinking feeling. And then I'm just like, oh, my God. And so I was telling my mom, I'm like, mommy, I'm going through these things like where I'm like waking up at night and I'm having this weird chest discomfort. I don't know what it is. And she's like, your chest? I'm like, yes. It's like, and then my mom knew that I was suffering from anxiety, right? So she th she thought I was having panic attacks. She's like, oh, calm down. I think you're just having panic attacks. It's all in your head. I'm like, mommy, it's not in my head. Like, I never felt like this before. <laughs> I'm not tweaking, bro. Like, every time I told somebody something, they're like, oh, well, you know you got generalized anxiety. I'm like, bro, that's not it. <laughs> bro, I'm not tweaking. Like, I literally don't feel good. Like, like it was like, oh, my God. Like, it, it was it wasn't simple to put it in words for people to understand like so you know i was known for having panic attacks so they thought it was like a a girl who cried who cried wolf type situation you know so i'm like i'm not tweaking guys like i'm really going through this like i'm going through it right now like i just keep jolting awake in my sleep and so let's fast forward a little bit to i think it was january 21st it was the i think no not the night it was Martin, Martin Luther King Day, the night of Martin Luther King Day. And that whole entire day, I just felt so uncomfortable. I would lay down, and then it literally felt like I was falling into, like, a hole. Like, it just, my body just, I felt such discomfort. And then my chest was starting to hurt a little bit more. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, my chest is starting to hurt. So I'm like, yeah, this is something I can't ignore. And then I told my mom, I'm like, mommy, I got to go to the hospital again. She's like, for what? I'm like, my chest is starting to hurt. Mommy, please take me to the hospital. I started crying. <laughs> mommy, please take me to the hospital. <laughs> this shit not funny. I was crying. I'm like, mommy, please. I don't know why I feel like this. And she's like, stop it. You're having a panic attack. I'm like, mommy, please. I'm not having a panic attack. Please. <laughs> crying now that i think about it i'm i'm thankful to be alive so now i can look at that shit and i can just laugh <laughs> but i was just in such a distress and my mom was just dismissing it like as an anxiety attack because she knew that I, I always had anxiety attacks but it's like this was not no fucking anxiety attack bro i know my body to the doctors out there who don't want to listen to their patients we know our bodies we know when we don't feel right so with that being said, I know when I'm I know the difference between an anxiety attack and me going through some fucking medical crisis. I'm like I need to go to a hospital now, ER type shit. I'm not waiting till the next day when doctors uh, doctor offices open to go to the doctors. I can't do it. I really cannot do it. So she's like, "All right, I'll drive you to the hospital." So she drove me to the hospital. This this part I'm about to tell y'all I'm sorry, I didn't want to I didn't want to be outraged, but this shit pisses me off every time I think about it. Because and I don't even want to bring up race. I don't like bringing up race at all. But for this situation I have to. Doctors have this thing where with black people, especially black women, you want to ignore us. When we tell you, we tell you we're having a medical crisis. We know how our body are 
our bodies are supposed to act. Y'all like to dismiss black patients, and that shit enrages me. Y'all need to stop that shit. Deadass. Fucking stop doing that. Because if my, if my problem was just tackled right then and there, I would not have to endure the shit that I had to endure months later. Listen to black patients when they're telling you something. Y'all like to dismiss this shit as anxiety. Yes, I do have genuineized anxiety disorder. But that's not what the fuck this shit was. So anyways, let me continue to the story. So, so, oh shit, I accidentally knocked my mic. Let me continue with the story so y'all can see exactly why the fuck I said that shit. Because I went to the emergency room and I told the little receptionist lady, I'm having chest pain. I need to see a doctor immediately. So when you're in the ER, they don't play around about chest pain. They don't at all. So when you tell them you're having chest pain, they immediately send you in. Like, so they just took my information, um, weighed me, whatever, took my height and shit like that. And then they put me on the bed to wait. I had this doctor. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to make things about race. This is not no no race racial shit, I swear. But she was a white woman, right? So she was trying, you know, she was basically taking notes, trying to figure out what's wrong with me. I explained, like, for the past month or so, I was going through this phenomenon where I literally felt like I was sinking. I, I, I wasn't good at articulating this situation because... It's a situation that you would have to personally experience for you to understand where I'm coming from because it, it could not be put in words. So I was trying to tell her and then I, I said that I um, the entire day I was I just felt uncomfortable. I just felt a bunch of discomfort and then my chest started hurting and then my chest is hurting now. And this bitch is like, okay, I'll give you an EKG. Okay, I'm like, okay, wh whatever. All right, you know, the bitch gives me an EKG. I thought she was going to take blood. I'm like, is nobody going to take my blood? And my mom was like, calm down. I'm like, I need somebody to take my blood. I need to know what's going on with me. Take my blood. Do a chest x-ray. Do something. I need to figure this out. I cannot continue with my life like this. I feel uncomfortable. I don't feel good, bruh. I don't feel good. So I'm like, the doctor comes back with my EKG results. She's like, okay, so your heart rhythms are fine. Everything is good. There's nothing wrong with you. I think it could be all in your head. I'm like... Ma'am, please, I'm saying this in the nice way possible. I told her, I'm like, please just take my blood, do something, do give me a chest x-ray, please, I'm begging you. I don't feel good. And she's like, I think it could just be anxiety. I think you're going through the motions, you know, you're young, you're in high school, you know, you have an exam coming up. I'm like, ma'am, this is not nerves. <laughs> How many times do I gotta tell y'all the shit? I'm like, look, ma'am, this is not nerves. I am in distress because I don't know what's going on with me. Please, I don't feel good. I know when I'm having a panic attack. This is not that. This is not that. I've been having panic attacks since I was a kid. Since I was a child. This is not a panic attack. Do you think if I go through something frequently, I'm a question what the fuck it is? Like, be real, love. <laughs> be real with yourself. I'm like, ma'am, please. I don't feel good. Don't send me home, please. Just take my blood. Take a check. If you're not going to take my blood, please do a chest x-ray. I don't feel well. There has to be something wrong with me. And she's like, listen, anxiety affects people in many different ways. So maybe what you're going through right now could probably be, it could be you being nervous about something. And, you know, I don't really know what that is. When you're ready to share it, you can share it with your mother. She's right here. But I'm telling you, I just did your EKG. 
and it came out perfectly fine. Your heart is okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they do EKGs to see if you're having a fucking heart attack or something? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to know what's going on with my chest? You do know that my chest consists of more than just a fucking heart, right? You do know I have lungs, right? <laughs> like, on some real shit. Like, you do know that I have a whole circulatory system going on here. You do realize that shit, right? You did an EKG, and it's for my heart. I need to know what's going on with the whole shebang. I need to know what the fuck is going on with my chest because this shit fucking hurts. And I feel uncomfortable. So I'm just sitting here just mad annoyed, and I crossed my hands, and I was just like, oh, my God, this bitch really about to let me go home, bro. I don't feel good. So I'm like, are you going to prescribe me anything? She's like, no, because I feel like you're just having anxiety. Just drink some water. I'm like, oh, my God, this fucking bitch. I want to smack the fuck. <laughs> I want to smack the taste out of this bitch mouth. I'm like, bitch, you got you, you, you standing in my face right now telling me this bullshit. And then she looked at me. The way she was looking at me, right? She looked at me like in like a condescending fashion, like as if I'm just so fucking stupid and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about and everything is going on in my head. I'm like, bruh. So I'm like, okay, whatever. There's nothing I can do. I fought and I fought and I fought, guys. I fought. And the bitch still don't want to tell me. I mean, the bitch still don't want to do anything. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have to go home. I don't really have a fucking choice. So my mom is like, okay, I, you're just going to stay home from school tomorrow, you know, kind of relax, you know what I'm saying? And then you'll go back to school on Wednesday. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I spent the whole day, right, at home. When my mom came home from work, we made homemade, homemade burgers and shit. It was so good. I even got the pictures from that. Um, That was when I used to eat meat. So we made homemade burgers and stuff, it, you know what I'm saying? And then I tried to go to sleep. And then the same shit happened, but I'm like... You know, the lady, she actually, like, manipulated me into believing that it was really anxiety when it was not. <laughs> so, I'm like, maybe it's just anxiety. Let me, let me just, you know, make some chamomile tea. So, made some chamomile tea, and I went to sleep. So, I went to, you know, life went on as usual. I still felt the discomfort for, like, months. But I was just trying to make excuses for it. And then I was always complaining to my mom throughout these few months. I was just always complaining to my mom. Mom, I don't feel well. My chest hurt. Stuff like that. She's like, oh, your anxiety. You need to calm down. And she didn't t take me to the fucking doctors or the hospital around the time when I kept complaining. So I'm like, well, obviously, I'm still alive, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm alive and shit. So I don't feel like it, if it was something serious and shit. Wouldn't I, like, drop dead or something? Like, I'm still alive after all these months. Like, and this was, like, in April and shit, in, in May and shit. And I'm like, well, I'm still alive and shit. So I don't think nothing really wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, I had this video that I recorded at around this time, right? Um, where I was kind of talking about it. And I think I'm going to insert it into this podcast. So if I do... I'm going to come, I'm going to interject and I'm going to play the video that I made around that time, you know, of when I was going through the situation. So fast forward, summer 2014, this is where, this is where the shit goes down. This is where everything fucking happens. So summer 2014 in June, I thought, you know, I was having like a regular period. 
but the shit went on for like two weeks and it never stopped and then at around this time i was going through a mental health crisis so i said to my mom you know that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time i don't know if i'm gonna tell that story because yeah um <laughs> but i was going through a mental health crisis like i i was suicidal around this time so i told my mom like you know i need to go to this rehabilitation center for mental health because i'm i'm just not you know i i explained to her you know she like that blah, blah blah so she sent me to this rehabilitation center in tampa because it was the you know it was top of the line apparently so i went there and i was supposed to stay there for a month so i stayed there for a month so the bleeding just kept continuing but at around the time i was suicidal so I low-key wanted to die because I couldn't take it no more. Like, after all the shit I done went through that year, I, it was just a problem after a problem. And, you know, I went through some stuff that year, and it was just so much on my plate. I low-key just wanted to be removed off this planet. So I'm like, and my chest start hurting more severely. I'm like, I don't even give a fuck no more. Like, if I die, I die. I, I want to die. But... As I'm in the rehabilitation center, and, and shout out, <laughs> shout out, I ain't kept with her for years, but I had, um, I had to share a room with this schizophrenia patient. Her name was Angelina. She's the coolest bitch ever. Shout out to her. I don't know if she's still out there, but I fuck with you, Angelina. So she's literally saved my life. Um, and we'll get to that. So I'm over here you know, just continuing my daily life and stuff. And the bleeding got so bad, I had to wear adult diapers. So I'm like, well, golly, what the fuck is going on with me? So I thought, like, damn, do I have a tumor on my uterus or some shit? Like, I didn't know. I'm like, because why the fuck is this bleeding so bad? Like, and it never stopped. It just kept going for, like, a month straight, and it was getting heavier and heavier, and my chest was hurting, and then the blood was, like, really dark, and, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> so, I didn't give a fuck. Like I, like I told you, I didn't give a fuck. I was suicidal. I was going through a mental crisis. And I was in severe depression. So, I was just chilling. And then one day in like July, I think it was July 17th or 18th. I'm like, I can't take this no more. I don't feel good. And then I contacted a nurse. I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. And then she's like, okay, we'll get the emergency services over here quickly as possible. So I got transported to the nearby hospital, right? And again, <laughs> in Tampa, this was another hospital that catered to adults, that, that did adult care. So since I was still a minor, I was about to be 18 in a few weeks, right? Leo gang, gang, gang. Let me stop. I was about to be 18 in like, a, um, if this was the 18th, it, it would have been like 10 days, right? So, because it was July 18th. So if it was, because I forgot exactly what day it was. It could have either been the 17th or the 18th. So, I went to the hospital, and I told him what, exactly what was going on with me, right? But, I skipped the part where I was bleeding heavily, right? Because, at that time, I low-key wanted to die. So, <laughs> I didn't want to tell them, so they would fix the problem and shit. So, they, they were like, okay, pee in this cup. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> if I pee in this cup, there's going to be blood in the pee, and then they're gonna like see what's going on with me and then and then they're gonna actually fix the problem. And at around that time, it, it sounds dark, but I, I literally wanted to die. Like I was going through a lot. So I'm like, fuck. 
How can I pee in this cup without no blood getting inside the cup, inside the pee? So I peed in the cup for them to do the fucking pregnancy test like they usually do. And then blood got in the fucking pee. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I guess I'm fucked. Oh, well. <laughs> so I handed it to the um nurse lady, doctor lady, whatever. No, she wasn't. She wasn't the doctor. She was a nurse. She's like, what is this? <laughs> it's my pee and she's like are you okay what's going on i'm like fuck I, I gotta tell her what's going on because it's like maybe they could resolve my problem by by this i'm like okay so like i've been bleeding for like a month straight and it has not stopped and they like oh why didn't you why weren't you honest about this from the very beginning and then i just stayed silent like i didn't want <laughs> how the fuck was i supposed to tell this bitch i wanted to kill myself like, how the fuck was I supposed to tell this bitch, like, oh, I didn't tell y'all because I wanted to die. Like, how was I supposed to do that? So, I'm like, <laughs> I just sat there in silence. Shit. So, she's like, oh, wow. Because if you would have told us that from the beginning, it makes sense why you're going through what you're going through right now. You're losing a lot of nutrients. You're, using, you're losing a lot of blood. So, they did a lot of thorough tests. One thing, I have to get to this hospital, right? And, oof, actually, this hospital, <laughs> one thing I have to give to them is that they did thorough tests on me. Even though it was another adult hospital, right? They did way better than that fucking bitch that I went to earlier that year that tried to dismiss my shit as anxiety. They did thorough tests. They gave my, they did a chest x-ray. While I was still in the bed, so they brought over all the tools they put they put it under me and they did a chest x-ray. They did an ultrasound on my heart. Um, they took blood work, they did blood work, they did a bunch of stuff. And then I sat there for about three hours as they examined everything because they were trying to figure out. So shout out to that hospital, although y'all are another adult hospital. I don't understand it, but okay. Shout out to that hospital because they actually tried to get to the bottom of what the hell was wrong with me because there was obviously something wrong with me, but these other people didn't want to figure it out. So they came back with my lab results and they were like, okay, so you have a heart infection. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, I'm, and then they were like, yes, I think. You know, since you didn't tell us ahead of time, we weren't able to, like, do any examinations on your, on your, you know, pelvis and your, you know, down there. You know what I'm saying? So, we can't figure out exactly, but we suspect that you have an infection in your uterus that is causing you to bleed this month. I mean, this month. <laughs> which is causing you to bleed this much, which resulted in you having a heart infection. You have fluid in your heart. And we're going to prescribe you some Motrin, right? And you have to take this to, to bring down the swelling in your heart. Because you literally have swelling and fluid in your heart. Your heart is infected. And this can become life-threatening if you don't get it treated. I was like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm about to die. <laughs> and they're like, right now it's not life-threatening. But this is the best we could do it for you because this is an adult hospital. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> We're going to have you follow up with a pediatric cardiologist. So we're going to give you these dis discharge instructions, shit like that. And I actually still have the discharge papers. <laughs> I still have them. 
I still have it in the words of Rihanna in that one video. I still have it. Yes, I still have it in my closet. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you know, and this is going to sound dark as fuck. I'm sorry. But around the time I was like, this is so perfect because now I could finally die. This would be so easy for me to die. So I'm like, yes. So of course I went to go get the prescription. I took the Motrin for about a day. And then I just stopped taking it. <laughs> I just stopped taking it. I'm like, bitch, fuck that Motrin. Fuck that Motrin, boy. <laughs> I said, fuck that Motrin. Fuck that Motrin, boy. Fuck that, fuck that Motrin. And then they told me I was anemic and shit. And then after that, uh, and then I was talking to the same nurse that took my pee for me. And I'm like, is this, like, how bad is it? Like, Am I going to die the next day? Like, how bad is it? She's like, well, you know, it is very treatable, you know, so you the chances of you dying is very unlikely. But if you would have told us earlier, we would have been able to, like, do something for you, but you didn't tell us anything. And plus, on top of that, if, if had it been, like, extremely grave, we would transfer you to, like, the nearest children hospital. So I'm like, well, all right, then. Ain't no shit that, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Um, they took me back to the rehabilitation center, <laughs> the mental health rehabilitation center. And then, you know, me and Angelina was just talking and shit. And then I, re I just requested for them to give me some more adult diapers and shit. And then they got me my prescription and stuff. And so, um, I didn't, I, I, I took it that one day, but like, I just, you know, my chest though, it literally felt like somebody was going at it with a jackhammer. That shit hurt. That shit hurt. My chest was killing me. My chest was killing me, Lord. My chest was killing me, Lord. So, for the next couple days, I pretty much just let myself decay. Like, I, I didn't want to do anything about my heart infection. So, of course, it turned life-threatening, right? Because there was literally fluid in my shit. And if you weren't paying attention before, the life... I mean, not the life. Oh, my God. <laughs> the heart infection was caused by another infection. So due to the fact that I had an infection in like my uterus, it was causing me to bleed nonstop to where the bleeding wouldn't stop. And all in me with me losing all that blood, for some reason my heart started to swell and had fluid in it. So I was doing more research on this heart infection. And they said, oh, it could become life-threatening and shit like that. Or if you survive it, your heart, the muscle around your heart could harden to the point where you'll need open heart surgery. I'm like, bro, just let me die from this shit. <laughs> I'm like, bro, God, if you're listening, let me die from this shit. At the time. I'm not talking about now, God. But I'm like, God, if you're listening, let me die from this shit. Because I'm not about to have open heart surgery. I would rather shit in my hands and clap. I will crash my car through a telephone pole before I have to have open heart surgery at that age. So I'm like, hell no. So... I get up to pee. I think it was like July 20th, right? I get up to pee at night. And then I look in the toilet and it was all blood. Like there was just no signs of pee. It was just blood. I'm like, shit, I'm dying. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, damn. And so I still didn't tell nobody nothing. Like I just went to my bed and I went to sleep, right? Oh my God, I'll never forget this night. July 
21st. 2014 it was like probably like 11 something at night I had a headache so bad it was worse than my 2013 headache I had a headache so bad that I woke up and started shaking I was dizzy my chest oh my god I'm if you don't know what it feels like to have a fucking badass headache and a chest and chest pain at the same time, just imagine you falling off of the Empire State Building and landing directly on your head and you still alive. And then on top of that, getting ran over by 20 trucks. The pain I felt was unimaginable. I was so dizzy. I... Everything in the move, everything in the room was shaking like crazy. I couldn't see nothing. I was sweating. I was shaking. That shit was so terrifying. Like, it's something I'll never forget. I'm like, holy shit. And then I remember in like a distressed crying voice, I was like, Angelina! Angelina! <laughs> I can't describe it, but it was such a terrifying tone. I was like, Angelina! Angelina! And then she woke up, she's like, what's going on, Lynn? I'm like, I don't, I'm like, my head hurt. My chest hurt. Get out, please. And then she pressed a little button, right, to call a nurse over. It was like this little intercom shit. And she's like, let's get you to the shower. Because, you know, the way the rehabilitation center was, right? We had a bathroom in our shared room, but the showers was, like, in the hallway. So she's like, maybe you just need to take a shower. I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. And then that's when she helped me out the bed. And then the nurse came over. She's like, what's going on? And she's like, Lynn is not well, Lynn is not well, and then she's like, Lynn, what's going on, and then I, I, I couldn't really make myself out, but I was just touching my chest and touching my head, and then I, she's like, I think she's having chest pain, I think she's having a headache, and, and then all I could say is, I'm dizzy, I'm dizzy, my voice was shaky as hell, I couldn't talk, because I was just shaking so bad, like, literally, it's like somebody threw me into the Arctic, like, I was just shaking that bad, like, as if I was cold or something, I felt cold, too, and I was sweating, what?! It felt like I just ran a marathon. And so I was shaking. I, my legs was wobbly, wobble, wobble, wobble. <laughs> I'm trying to make this funny, right? Because this is so damn depressing. I walk. Angelina is like walking me out into the hallway so I could go to the shower. And then the nurse is like, she's like, Lynn, are you okay? Lynn, are you okay? That's the, that's the last thing I heard before I passed out. And then I, I just remember I was falling. I was falling outside and boom. I fell to the ground back first <laughs> back first it was like hard carpet like it wasn't so it wasn't tile it's was like hard carpet hallway and then all I heard was screaming and then I just went black I don't remember what happened after, in between that time all I heard was oh my god oh my god and then no. <laughs> you know you know how when um wait what's a great comparison to this shit you know when your TV go out, when you get that alarm system on the TV, and then you're watching the show, and it's like, now we will be going back to cooking this bread. <laughs> and then you see that alarm come on, that alarm system. That's how it was, bitch. Like, all I heard was like, Lynn, are you okay? That was the nurse. He's like, Lynn, are you okay? Lynn, are you okay? And then I, I just felt myself drifting back, and then boom! I fell on my back. My head hit the floor. And then everything just went dark. I don't know if I died or if I just went unconscious. Everything went dark. I I can't tell you. 
I literally couldn't tell you what happened between that time and my trip to the hospital. But I regained consciousness in the emergency room. And then all I remember, I couldn't even get up. So like all I could do is hear what's going on. All I felt was like people tugging at me. I felt my arm being constantly poked like, and then all I heard in the background, I think it was the nurse or Angelina or somebody. They was like, do we have contact information on her? They were talking to the doctors in the hospital like, yeah, we have a contact. It's her mother. Her name is. And then, you know, that, that, that's what I heard. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I'm alive. But I couldn't talk. <laughs> I couldn't talk. I couldn't even move. All I could do. And I couldn't even open my eyes. Like, all I heard was. And then, I, and then it was this guy, like. He was in, he was a male nurse. He was in such anxiety because they kept poking my arm with needles and they couldn't get any blood out of me. There was like, oh my God, no matter how many times I'm, I'm, I'm putting the needles in, they poked each arm had, I think each arm had about like 10 bandages each by the time I left the hospital. Like no joke. Like they, he kept poking my arm with needles and they couldn't draw any blood. Any blood at all. Sorry, I had I, I, I was getting a call. But anyway, I'm back. Um, so all I felt was poking and I couldn't move. It was so weird. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't move at all. I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't move. And then all I could hear is people talking to my mom on the phone in the background. And then the doctor getting nervous. I mean, not the doctor, the nurse that was trying to get take my blood getting nervous. Like, we might have to put a needle in her neck. And then I'm like, oh! <laughs> I couldn't get up, but in my mind, I was like, no, please, no! <laughs> and I couldn't move. And he's like, go get the doctor, go get the doctor. And then that's when, I think they got this one doctor. And then I felt this one needle poked in my, um, what you call it? The top of my hand, right? The, it was in one of the arteries or veins in the top of my hand. And then she put some liquid through it and stuff like that. And then I, I think she was like drawing blood. And then I started to regain consciousness. The shit was so weird. Like I opened my eyes. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, hello? She was like, oh, Lynn. Lynn, how are you doing? And then that's when she turned around. She's like, she's up, guys. She's up. And she's like, Lynn, how are you? Are you feeling good? I'm like, no. <laughs> so she was like, what's going on? Are you okay? I'm like, my head still hurts. And I I just had a faint voice. I was like, my head still hurts. I couldn't even really talk. Like, I'm like, shit, I'm alive. And she's like, I heard you passed out. Don't worry, okay? We're going to get you back to good health. We're going to nurse you back to good health. I'm just putting in some medicine for you. And then we're going to take your blood and we're going to see what's going on. We're going to take a couple x-rays. We're going to, we're, we're not even going to make you walk to the room. We're going to transport you in the bed. Everything's going to be all right. Okay. And I'm like, do you know what's wrong with me? And then she's like, not yet, but we're going to figure it out. And then I was just like, okay. And so they brought in the nurse and Angelina and they was cheering. They were like, oh my God, you're up. You're okay. Oh my God. And then shit like that. And then um, I have a picture that I took that they took of me at around the time where I regained consciousness. It was like a picture by some cabinets and shit. So it was like I shed a tear because I'm like, damn, I can't believe that that happened. I'm like, wow, like. 
wow <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and then they transport me to the room where they do the x-ray and um they lifted me on the bed do, did my x-ray and then they put me back in the gurney and then they um transported me back to the er and then um i was just crying i'm just like am i gonna die like because i was starting to realize that i really didn't want to die and the stuff that i was going through at around that time was really temporary you know what i'm saying and um they was like no we're not we're not gonna say that for you you're not gonna die you know and it was just such a it was just such a dark moment like it was just like wow and then i get handed my phone when i you know start to get a little bit better right they gave me some water and stuff and then um i picked up my phone and then my mom oh my god i looked at my phone and my mom called me like who god knows how many times <laughs> so yeah and then they transport me and then, no not transport me I'm, I'm, jumping, I'm missing a whole huge big ass part so the doctor came back she's like lynn your your blood count is terrible you need to stay here we're gonna we're gonna get you together immediately i'm like damn what's going on and then she was all like oh my hemoglobin was three point i think it was 3.8 or 3.7 or 3.2 or something it was in the threes i'm like and they said the normal count for a woman should be like 10 to 12 i'm like well golly i'm like holy shit are you for real and then like yes we're gonna take you upstairs to the pg pediatric pediatric unit <laughs> why is that why was that a tongue twister for me like we're gonna take you upstairs immediately to the pediatric unit you need to be put in care immediately you are in grave condition we need to take care of you right now so they took me to the pediatric um area unit this guy transported me in a wheelchair and i was in the elevator stuff and he was so nice shout out to that guy if he shout out to that guy if he's out there somewhere you were so nice and gentle he he's helped me onto the bed he's like everything's gonna be okay all right and then so they put this fucking long ass cot <laughs> bitch they put this long ass q-tip in my nose and i'm like oh my god that shit fucking hurts jesus christ <laughs> and it was and i was laying down it was so unannounced and then that's when I, I don't know they give me more medicine through my iv and then it, I was just so subdued. I went to sleep. When I woke up, I saw my mom. <laughs> she had already made it to Tampa. She said she was driving like a maniac. And my mom don't even like highways. She drove like a fucking maniac. She she was in the room just praying. She had her Bible. She like she was praying in Creole. So I can't <laughs> I can't really say it on here because you know y'all not gonna understand what she's saying if you are not Haitian. But. She was praying to Creole, and she was walking her all around the room, waving her arms. <laughs> and I'm like, Mommy? And she's like, oh! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! And then I was basically sitting there trying to figure out what's going on. And then the doctor, and then that's when the doctor came in. She was like, okay, we're going to give you some blood transfusion. We're going to try to get it started as soon as possible immediately because you need blood. Your hemoglobin is terrible. 
you your anemic is your anemia is severe i gotta get this started and i'm like okay let's get this started then let's go let's let's go come on you know yeah let's get it started because you know i need to be back on top you know what i'm saying so they're like we're gonna have to give you four bags of blood so you're probably gonna be here for a week i'm like holy shit <laughs> i'm like bro a week bro my birthday is next week bro nah bro i'm like i can't spend my 18th birthday in the hospital i'm like a week <laughs> i'm like bro my fucking birthday is next week i am turning 18 i i own own god i cannot spend my 18th birthday in this shit are you fucking for real i'm like oh my god and i was just so annoyed she's like is everything okay and then i'm like yeah, you know, it's kind of disheartening that I have to spend my 18th birthday in the hospital. And she's like, well, you want to get better, right? And I'm like, yeah, I do. But it's like, come on, man. And she's like, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, if, if your birthday's in the hospital, at least you're alive to see your 18th birthday. You know, so happy early birthday to you. And then that's when my, they both started, my mom and the doctor started clapping. And, and then I just started crying and shit. Cause I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. So, blah, blah, blah. They, they, you know, get to doing the, you know, they inspect the blood. They they have four bags of blood on hand ready for me already. And I remember I was crying the whole time I was there. I was crying. I was looking out the window. And it was just such a sunny day. And I just couldn't do nothing. All I saw was the hospital courtyard. I mean, not hospital court. I guess you could call it that. It, it was like a little area where it was like sidewalks and shit. And it was like a bench and shit. And then you saw the other hospital windows. All I did was look out that window. And then you want to know what song I was listening to around that time? Elastic Heart by Saya. Um, Sia. I always call her Saya. I don't know why. Because that song had just came out around that time. And it was the remix that had um The Weeknd on it. And another one by Sinus. <laughs> why can I not conquer love? And I might not be the one. <laughs> I just kept listening to it over and over again. Because I'm like, damn. Like, I, I really survived this shit, bro. So, yeah. You know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And then I was just laying there. And then next thing you know, it's my 18th birthday. And, you know, they was monitoring my vitals. They kept me there for the extra day because, you know, after you get a blood transfusion, you're so prone to blood clots and stuff and pulmonary embolism. So they were just watching me, you know, making sure, like, everything was good. And, you know, I didn't have any blood clots. They, you know, they, they was just doing you know, monitoring me and stuff. And then, um, for some strange reason though, they kept making me pee in this picture. Like, can somebody tell me what was the purpose of that? Like any nurses out there, medical professionals? Cause throughout the time that I was there, I just, the lady, she put a picture in the toilet and she's like, when you need to pee, just pee in the picture. I'm like, why? And she didn't tell me, she just laughed. I'm like, why? Like, like I didn't understand that. So I just kept peeing in the picture with shit like that. Um, it was just so weird. I, I, it was so uncomfortable. Cause my mom had to watch me pee. It was just so, child. I've been through more uncomfortable situations than before that. But 
yeah like it was just it was weird like really she put the damn picture in the toilet and i had to pee in the picture instead of fucking like really and then um i spent my 18th birthday in the hospital and okay okay look okay look okay i i, I literally have to fan my face because i don't want to i don't want to cry because this shit was just so precious and, and and every time i talk about it every time i talk about this shit like it makes me so it it just it just warms my heart and then I wake up, and then my mom was singing me happy birthday. She went to nearby Walmart, and she got me a little a little carrot birthday cake. And then she put the um the little number candles on there. I was like, and then I was just crying. I was like, and she's like, it's okay, honey. It's okay. I got you a cake. And then I was just like, <laughs> I'm not crying right now, by the way. I'm just irritating. I mean, not irritating, imitating <laughs> the crying. I'm like. It made me feel really good, you know, because I'm like, at least she got me a little cake, you know, for my birthday and shit, since I was just laying there suffering for my 18th birthday and stuff. So I'm like, damn. <laughs> and then, um, I got my last bag of blood that day. Okay, they had to spread it out. So yeah, I got my last bag of blood transfused that day. And then um, I spent one more day in there, of course, crying. It was such a beautiful day outside. I was looking at the sky. The sky was so blue. There was stratus clouds. Sun was beaming. And I, I was just picturing myself like on the beach with my friends and just walking around at the beach and just. But instead, I had to be laid up in a bed. <laughs> ill so they they kept me and they was monitoring me and then on july 30th i got released from the hospital it was so weird being out it was so weird being outside because it's like the the sun felt like this huge light it was like into my eyes i'm like oh <laughs> i was like holy shit <laughs> i was like god damn but you know i didn't have no clothes <laughs> I didn't have no clothes because, you know, I was at the rehabilitation center. So I was wearing like a gown the whole time I was there. And then on top of that, I was wearing the gown at the hospital. So my mom, before I got discharged, had to take me to the hospital. But boy, I remember when they discharged me, they're like, we are all set. We're going to prescribe you this and that and blah, blah, blah. They gave me my prescriptions, my discharge papers. They're like, you're all set to go. I remember the doctor being, she was smiling. She's like, you're all set to go. I'm like, yeah, boy. <laughs> And I put on the new clothes my mom bought me because I had no clothes. Like, I was going to leave there butt naked. <laughs> I was going to be booty butt naked leaving there because I had no clothes. So, I was like, yeah, boy. On some Flavor Flav type shit. <laughs> and then I left the hospital. I remember my my uh, victory walk out the hospital. I was walking down there. I, I was walking. And then we went down the elevator. And then that's when we walked through to the exit. I was feeling like the woman. Bitch, and then I went outside and the sun was like, vroom, vroom, and I'm like, damn, that sun is bright as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, whoo, that sun is bright as hell. Most of all, I was happy that my medical issues were resolved. That's what I was happy the most about. Like, I was just so happy that I finally came to, after begging and crying to the doctor about my situation, 
I finally fixed my problem. But one lesson that I learned is to not neglect my health like that ever again. Do not neglect your health. Please don't do that. Oh my God, that was the biggest mistake I could have possibly made at around that time. Yeah, and then I was in the car, and then I remember like when I got back home to sweet old Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> sweet old Lauderdale. I remember the first restaurant we passed by was Pollo Travacal because I was just in the mood for like something to eat, you know, something with like rice and beans and stuff. And then I got me the little sauces and stuff like that. And that that's that that's what I was in the mood for when I came from the hospital. And so yeah, that's what I ate. I remember sitting at the dinner table and I, I was just so thankful for everything. You know what I'm saying? And then of course I I passed by Publix to get my prescription. Um, you know. And yeah. That is my 2014 near-death experience. That shit was no joke, guys. Please take great care of your health. Please don't neglect signs. Please don't treat anemia like a joke. It's not quirky. It's not funny. Go see somebody. Get blood transfused. Or if you don't want to do that, eat greens. Eat greens. And then on top of that, please take iron tablets or find a way to get them prescribed to you please be on top of your health please don't take this stuff as a joke and another lesson that could be learned from this doctors listen to your black patients please i am begging you because when you don't do that you're doing us a huge disservice you are putting a putting us at risk of, be, of de being dead you know what i'm saying because had that lady listened to my complaints and, and I literally begged this lady to please take my symptoms seriously. All she did was an EKG. What could you find from an EKG? Please. If she would have done that, I would have avoided this whole situation. I wouldn't have even went through that. But due to the fact that she was very negligent of my concerns and she dismissed it as, oh, it's my anxiety. I almost died. Now, nah, granted, it, I, I take responsibility too, child. I, 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 I could have very much took took the Motrin and then went back and then, you know, um, take went went to the follow up doctor to go get my shit done, but I didn't. But when you really think about it, if she would have took my shit more seriously, because the year prior the doctor did tell me I was anemic. He did tell me that, so I take accountability too, because I. I stopped taking my iron tablets after he told me I was anemic and all that other stuff. But when I finally wanted to get shit, you know, fix the problem that had that I had in my body, she just wrote me off as anxious and she didn't want to help me. So it's like when I finally tried to get the help and I, I took I was taking it seriously, she just ignored me. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go through this shit for like the whole year. And then I almost died. So I learned, I learned from the consequences of my actions too, but listen to your patients, please doctors. With that being said, it's time for me to go. <laughs> Fuck me now. Fuck me now. All right. It's been a great podcast. This is episode three. Find it on Spotify. Thank you so much for tuning in. I value all of my listeners. Thank you and see ya.